What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Dew Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm your host, Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry of the Cats Paws. Derek, I think I've been saying that intro in my sleep since we've been doing it so much. Is this 14? Episode 14? 13? 15. 15. Numbers. They're hard. Yeah. <laughs> this is episode 15, and it's going to be a good one. We're going to be joined by Kentucky senior quarterback Terry Wilson. Uh, Derek, I know that's an interview that we've had set up for three or four days now. We were just waiting to get it recorded before we started putting it out there that it's going to happen. I guess, what are you looking forward to the most about asking Terry? You know, I'm looking forward to talking to Terry about kind of his last year, um, rehabbing the the kind of mental stress or what have you that goes through whenever – you're in a position like he is as a quarterback and then your season's over and two games into it, you know, how does that change you? And curious to hear about just his thoughts on the team too. I mean, you get, we've heard from him already uh, in some press conferences, but I, I really want to hear what, what he has to say about this team. Some of the guys who might be standing out on offense and, and maybe even on the defense too, if it comes to that. Yeah. And I think we're going to ask him too about the NCAA division one council, their vote passed about uh, giving students and or student athletes in fall sports an extra year of eligibility. So essentially, Derek, this year doesn't even count on the eligibility clock at all. It'll be interesting to see what Terry thinks of that. I think you and I are sort of under the impression that that's not going to really impact roster numbers a lot because I just we just don't see. I mean, some of these guys will be in college for six years. If Landon Young decided to come back, it'd be what six years for him too. For some reason, seven years possibly. I mean, it's yeah. a you go back to Landon. I mean, he, he's been committed since 2013. Yeah. My goodness. That kid would have been over a full decade. Yeah. <laughs> so might as well just make him on, put him on the coaching staff and everything. But these guys, even if the NFL is not a part of it, they have their careers that they're going to school for too that they want to get out on. And then you're talking about guys like Brandon Eccles and now Terry. They're, they're going to have families. I mean, they're going to have kids mm-hmm. and everything. So it's just, uh, a lot to think about, I'm sure. It, at least you have the, the safety net if you need it. You can do it. Right. And I'm, I'm sure UK would make it work, but we're going to ask Terry about that as well. Uh, but, Derek, I say we just go ahead and get straight into that interview with Terry. Let's hop in. Let's do it. All right. Here comes an interview with Kentucky senior quarterback Terry Wilson. Welcome back, everyone, to Kentucky Daily, as now we're joined by Kentucky quarterback Terry Wilson. Terry, thanks so much for joining us today. No problem. Thanks for having me. You tweeted out last night that you're not the same quarterback, pretty much, that you were two years ago. What sort of led to that tweet last night? And uh, just tell us a little bit about how you think you are different from where you were on that 10-3 and season. 
Yeah. Um, first off, I, I'd just say confidence. Um, my confidence has has risen, you know, just from getting my leg back in shape, getting back on the field and, and getting back in football shape and, and just doing the things that, you know, that I'm used to normally doing. Um, and, and just taking that, that time that I had off of the season, you know, from rehab um, and, and just a lot of film work and just watching, you know, old film of what the things that I needed to correct. So um, I just really focused on that. And, you know, I'm out there spinning it. You know, the game has slowed down tremendously for me. And I'm just out there making plays. And I feel, you know, back – like I feel normal. Like I feel like I'm back to myself. But I feel like I took, you know, a couple steps ahead of, you know, where I was. Very like Sean said, thank you for joining us. Um, obviously, you were the quarterback on the 2018 team that was the most successful UK team in uh, over 40 years. So it doesn't seem like anyone over at UK between the players or the coaches have really shied away from expectations this season. I was wondering in what ways maybe this team might compare to the 2018 team and then maybe some ways that it might be different. Um, I'd say, honestly, first off, you know, the defense, you know, those front four guys that we have, you know, the DBs, you know, we, we have a lot of guys, the linebackers, we have a lot of, you know, talented guys that have played a lot of football. Um, so, you know, from that, that automatically makes, you know, a football team better, you know, having a great defense. Um, offensively, you know, like I've said before, um, you know, we're, we're really being, you know, like dynamic. You know, we want to be dynamic on the field as an offense. We want to be pushing the ball down the field. We want to be, you know, just making those plays that we need to make um, and, and being explosive um, as an offense. And we've been doing that, you know, through practice. And um, a lot of guys, like I've said, play a lot of football. And, you know, they're understanding the game. And, you know, receivers are getting, you know, their their, their routes are looking, you know, phenomenal, literally. Uh, they've been running really good routes and getting open for me. The offensive line of, you know, you know how they are. They're blocking, you know, and doing what they're supposed to do, you know, all the time. And uh, running backs, you know, they're doing their jobs. Um, tight ends, we have, you know, those three tight ends that we have, um, you know, everybody should be on the lookout for them because, you know, they're really, really making some big plays and making big strides um, at that position. Um, and myself, as even as the, you know, a whole quarterback, you know, position, you know, the group, um, you know, we've all been making, you know, making plays and, and learning and growing, you know, just the things that you're supposed to do as a quarterback, you know, competing. Um, you know, I just feel like that makes the team a lot better. You mentioned the receivers. Every time we've talked to Coach Stoops and Coach Grant over the last couple of weeks, they've mentioned the name Bross Oliver a lot. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what Bross has been doing in practice, and are there some other guys standing out at that position too? Yeah, um, Bryce Oliver – um, you know, he's, he's a, he's a great receiver. Um, you know, the, the things that he does, you know, on a daily basis, you know, it's, it's just, it's crazy. You know, I, I see him on the, you know, on the, the machine jug, you know, just catching balls just by himself. Um, and, you know, he has that type of, you know, mentality and all our receivers do, but, you know, I just see Bryce, you know, he, he's bigger, you know, he's, he's getting stronger, he's faster. Um, he's just a he's a receiver that can get open, and he's been making big plays um, this camp. Um, you know, we have you know Josh Ali. You know, he's made you know tremendous plays this camp, and you know he's doing a lot of big things for us. 
you know, he's been working really hard. You know, he's the, the leader of the group, um, of the receiving group. So, you know, he's been doing a good job too. Um, but, you know, those two guys, I, I really say, that have been really standing out at that position. Sure, I want to go back a little bit to last season when the injury happened. Just trying to think from the standpoint of, you know, you're going into your second year as a starter. Uh, up until that point, the, I think the offense looked pretty good. I think there was a lot of potential there. And then the injury happens. But I'm just thinking mentally, how does that change someone whenever – Obviously, the season has to go on, and it, and it goes on without you. But it, it's like kind of that grind that happens, kind of goes beyond closed doors. You know, it's not really out in the, out in the open anymore. So, I just, how did that kind of change you after that happened? Um, you know, it was definitely, you know, just tough from, you know, just being out, you know, just being away from the team and, you know, not being around them. You know, you're used to being around your, your, your brothers every day and, you know, workout, you know, lifts, uh, meetings, you know, just everything. You eat together. You do everything together. So when you're not with your teammates, you know, every day and you're in the training room and you're rehabbing um, and you're not being able to be out there watching practice, you know, it, it gets kind of tough. You know, you're like, man, I just feel like you're, you know, you're on the outside, but you're really, you know, you're still in the group of things. And, you know, my teammates have done a great job on, you know, checking up on me during that time. You know, that really meant a lot to me, uh, just seeing them come through the, you know, the, the training facility and um, just stop by and say a few words um, before they go out to practice. Um, so it was, it was tough. You know, it was really, it was something that I had to get used to, you know, even though I didn't want to, it was something that I had to get used to um, in order to get my leg ready. And coming off an injury like that too, you have a veteran offensive line there, Terry. You probably couldn't have a better offensive line to protect you coming off an injury like that. How much confidence does that give you knowing that you got two two tackles there on the end that's going to protect you. you. Got that veteran offensive line with Drake in the middle. Just talk about that. And how much confidence that gives you to take the field this year, knowing that they've got your back. Oh yeah, um, you know it does a lot. You know it does a lot for my confidence, and you know they they put in so much work, and they're really really smart. You know smart individuals. You know they really know the game, and um, like I said, they played a lot of you know a lot of snaps of football. Um, so they've got a lot of good game reps and. You know, they they just put so much work into it, and, you know, it shows, you know, on the field. And uh, it's going to do a lot for my confidence just knowing that I have those guys protecting me um, every play. Terry, I have a two-part question here. Mm-hmm. First, you hit on it a little bit last week during your media uh, session, but having a 10-game SEC schedule, uh, one, I want to get your thoughts on that, and two – with it not happening yet, maybe it's hard to answer for this, but do you think that might be something the league looks into considering as time goes on? And then the second part is some of the uh, reductions in capacity have been sent out. Most schools are going to go somewhere between 20 to 25%. How strange do you think it'll be playing in more or less empty stadiums uh, this fall? Um, I'll start with that one. You know, that's really not in, in our control. You know, we're really just focusing on, you know, what we have to focus on. And it's getting better and getting ready for the season. Um, so we have fans. We don't. We don't. But you know, that's just not what we're really focusing on. Uh, you know, the ten game, the ten game season. I, I honestly, I like it because you know you're getting right to the season. You're getting right to SEC play. Um, I'm not sure if they would probably keep it, but you know, from from you know speaking for me, you know, I I like it. 
you know, I feel like it's, you know, it's like the NFL. You're playing all the good teams, you know, in the SEC, and you got to bring it every week. You know, you can't can't come out the first game, you know, think it's a non-conference game and, you know, just try to play, run around. You know, you just have to – got to come out with the mindset, um, you know, that we're, we're getting right to SEC play and we're playing against some dogs and we got to bring our A game. Terry, when the SEC quarterback rankings come out, you see people come out throughout the summer. They they have your name on there, I think somewhere around 10 or 11, but there's names ahead of you of guys that have never played a game in the SEC. You're 12-3 and three as a starting quarterback. Does, does that put a chip on your shoulder a little bit to go out there and prove yourself even more? Of course. Um, you know, I've always had a chip on my shoulder, you know, coming out of high school. Um, so competition-wise, you know, I always wanted to, you know, I always wanted the competition to prove that, hey, like, I can do this, you know, and I'm going to show you that I'm going to do it. And, you know, that was kind of my, you know, my mindset, you know, and that was always just inside of me. You know, my, my mom told me, um, you know, back in high school, she was like, hey, you have a chip on your shoulder and you got to keep that with you, you know, at, you know, through life, but whatever, whatever you're doing, like whatever you're doing, it, sports, um, you know, reading a book, I don't, you know, it, it can be anything, um, you know, just always have that mindset and, you know, when I see that, you know, it, I don't even let it bother me because I know, you know, what I can do. And, you know, it's like I said, it was, it's going to be a matter of time where everybody is going to see that. Everybody's going to see me throwing and everybody's going to see me being accurate. And, and, you know, the speed was never, you know, I never lost my speed. You know, I still have my speed. So I'm just excited to get back out there and just, you know, showcase, um, you know, show, show that, you know, I've really came a long way since, you know, couple years. Something that happened last year that I thought said a lot of value that was a really good thing was when Joey Gatewood was going on his visits and deciding where he wanted to transfer, and it seemed like you were pretty involved, uh, well, at least when he was on campus, uh, on his official visit. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys, I don't, I don't know if a lot, but some people wouldn't have probably participated in a recruitment of a guy that you could potentially be competing with if he was eligible. What, what led you to want to do that? And I guess how was that whole process with Joey? Um, you know, I remember saying back, you know, just like how you said, you know, a lot of guys probably wouldn't want to, you know, help recruit a, another guy that's transferring, you know, in their position. Um, I have so much trust in, you know, this, this program, you know, and I want to get, you know, if it's the top guy, if, I'm, if we're getting a five-star transfer from, you know, Alabama, I want to be the one that gets, you know, gets them here. Um, and so that that was just, you know, how it was. Me and Joey, we have a great bond. You know, we compete, you know, every day. Um, you know, he's a great, you know, he's a great guy. So I just wanted to be, you know, a part of that. And his story is, you know, kind of similar to mine. From, you know, transferring from Oregon, you know, but he just went from Oregon to Kentucky. So, you know, he never went to the JUCO process like I did. But I felt like, you know, we were, you know, had similarities. So um, that was just, you know, how that went, really. It was it was. It was a good, you know, good situation. I'm glad he's here. And, Terry, I know football's on your mind, but you're going to be a dad here pretty soon too. So I know that's taken up a lot of thoughts on your mind as well. Uh, How does that change your mindset attacking every single day, knowing that it's not just you now, that you're you're taking care of something else and someone else? Does that change your mindset going into this camp and everything? Oh, of course. You know, it's like, you know, you have a family to feed and, you know, you, it's like, I, I take this as a job, you know, literally, 
um, you know, but it's, it doesn't feel like a job to me. You know, it feels like, you know, I get to get up and, and, and play football. Um, you know, I graduated, so I have, you know, just a few classes so I can really focus on football. And, you know, I, I love it. You know, I'm glad I'm back. So, you know, just getting up every morning and having that positive attitude and being around, you know, my teammates, getting to see my coaches, getting to, you know, just, you know, do those little things that, you know, I've missed out on, um, you know, and not, I'm not taking it for granted anymore. You know, it's just, you know, I'm, I, I got to get up and, and go grind. Terry, last question I have for you, and this doesn't have to specifically be about you or your situation, but last week the NCAA approved an extra year of eligibility for all fall athletes this year. Just in your mind, what do you think about that rule, and you think it's the right call to, to do that in a year that's been so as strange as this one has been? I, I would say, yeah, you know, I, I would hope that, you know, they would do that, you know, for, for guys. Um, speaking for me, I, I'm, you know, this is this is the last you know the last ride, you know my last year, um, but I honestly think that you know that was a good decision for them, you know because there's guys that are you know freshmen sophomores you know that you know don't want to lose that that year of eligibility so I feel like it's a good thing. Terry, thanks so much for taking some time to join us and best of luck this season and just go out there and tear it up. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys for having me. Thank He's you. Terry Wilson. You're listening to Kentucky Daily. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Daily. Derek, what did you think about Terry? It was a good interview. I appreciate Terry for joining us. Um, biggest takeaway, at least the immediate headlines, will be that it uh, doesn't sound like he's going to give any thought to an extra year of eligibility. He said this is going to be his last ride, and uh, that takes away probably any speculation of, of what next year might look like for Kentucky's roster at, at quarterback. But, you know, Sean, that's two guys now, Max Duffy, who – is already in a different circumstance anyway, being his age. I think he's going to be 20, he's either 27 or 28. So he, he was probably already in a spot where another year of college wasn't going to do him any good anyway. Um, but, you know, Drake Jackson was, he didn't really commit one way or the other, but a kid like him who's going to have a chance to play pro football, I can't imagine will come back. So all this talk about maybe huge rosters next year, perhaps some schools it will matter. I don't know that at UK it's going to be a, a huge thing. And we've not talked to every senior, but, in regards to this senior class, I don't know if it's going to be as big of a story as maybe some guys who are going to be coming up in future years who will technically still have years of eligibility left. And I think, too, it'll be interesting when you look at like – we've talked about the quarterback position in past episodes. I think last week we talked about it where the staff, they had a plan in place where Terry won, Gatewood two, Bo Allen two. That was the, the ideal setup. If they followed that path, the quarterback position set for the next five seasons. So I guess the interesting thing will be what does this do to Joey Gatewood's situation? If he doesn't get his approval, does he get to maintain that year? Or how would that work? I think that's a question that we'll have to – I guess we'll ask maybe Stoops whenever his waiver has an answer on I don't know. It's very interesting, though, because then it would make him essentially, what, a sophomore next year? Yeah, sophomore three years left. So. Yeah. Changing I mean, the Bo game Allen's on that experience. one. 
Yeah. All right, let's say something crazy happens this year in Bell Allen for whatever reason. I mean, I might not count it out after what happened last year. All the injuries they had at quarterback. No, I think they'll get down to potentially the fourth string guy, maybe not. But for argument's sake, if that happened, could Bo Allen be your quarterback for six years? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> theoretically, if he this year doesn't count in. No, I guess not if he had a red shirt. I really don't know how it's all going to work, but you're going to have – I don't know how that's going to play out. I'm, I'm just going to guess, man, that it's going to be an option on the table, but it's just not going to be feasible for a lot of people. And I think you kind of got a preview of that a little bit in the spring. The spring it was a little bit more sudden and sprung on people, but I think of like Alex Martins of UK softball, who was just like, I've already taken a job. Like, there's, I can't come back to school and play softball for another year. I've made future plans. With this being a little bit earlier, like she probably agreed to that job and before the season ever started, before there was a pandemic. So that might be a little yeah. bit different. But for football, you will have more time to kind of decide. But I just don't know if you're going to get a lot of kids wanting to be in school any longer than they have to. You you had Bailey Vick do the same thing from the softball team, but then you had Autumn Humes decide to take the final year. So there will be some that take it, and there will be some people that come back. But I think for you the never most know. part – there's an injury or whatever this year. I mean, yeah, I could, I could change things. But if everybody's healthy and whatnot, then – probably going to have – that probably won't be as huge of a roster headache, which, again, it's worth noting, none of those seniors will count towards the 85 cap next year anyway, scholarship. They won't. And I think at some point, Derek, through this, like if, if this thing – if they do have people that stay and come back, at some point that has to sort of, I guess, move its way out where it'll, it will be back to 85 because at some mm-hmm. point it's going to play itself out. I mean, not everyone's going to come back. It'll probably be a select few – um, I guess some players might like to stay. Like a guy like Phil Hoskins, I guess he could be a seventh-year guy because he's already got a sixth-year this year. Uh, that's a name that we haven't mentioned on here. Uh, but back to the Terry interview, and we've not talked about the AP poll yet, but we're we're going to get into that after this. I asked him about the quarterback position and the rankings. You know, Terry's 12-3 and three as a starter. Some people would say, you know, the 2018 team, you know, with Benny Snell and those guys that – you didn't really have to do a ton, but he, he managed games that year, Derek. He's, regardless of what he did, he's 12-3 and three as a starter at Kentucky. When you look at that chart of some guys that have been put ahead of him on that on list, it's not just one list, it's multiple lists, it is easy for a guy to take offense to, to that, isn't it, and maybe get some motivation from it. And I'm sure Mark Stoops loves it. When you talk about rankings like that, it's partly the reason why the backup quarterback is always the most popular guy. It's always the option that maybe you don't know best versus it's kind of a proven thing. But Terry said in the interview he's looking forward to showing that he's a different quarterback than what he was two years ago. And, you know, there were times where Terry was very good, very – I mean, I thought maybe two of Kentucky's toughest opponents that year, Florida and Georgia, I thought he played particularly well, especially at Florida. I mean, he was huge in that game. And then I think he would probably admit to you that he had some some games that weren't so great. I mean, the stretch from the second half of South Carolina in 2018 to basically until that last drive at Missouri, it was there were some rough moments in there. And that was a first year starter going through some growing pains. That was a UK offense trying to figure itself out. And after that, I mean, you saw you saw the lights were to turn on a little bit. I think uh, against Louisville, I mean, shredded Louisville in that final game, which everybody did. But still, it was good to see UK do that against a team that they should. Thought he played pretty well in the bowl game, no turnovers. Uh, got the ball out to his playmakers, and he was a guy that those first two games, I know it was against Mac opponents, but he did look like a different quarterback, I thought, last year, and he looked more comfortable to me. And it's really unfortunate that he didn't get that opportunity yeah. last season to continue to blossom. And it ended up being a wild ride last year with Lynn, at quarterback, but 
I mean, if he if Terry would have developed the way he was on pace to, just the the hype with this team, I think you would have seen Kentucky as we lead into the AP poll. I think you would have seen Kentucky as a preseason top twenty five team, and the talk wouldn't have been so much about well, what's the passing game going to look like. Yeah. And I think it's probably why Terry is so motivated to come into this season to have a chance to show people that hey, if people are talking about a weakness that this team might have, it's it's me and it's the wide receivers, and he's ready to show that uh, that that's not going to be a weakness for long. Yeah, he made throws in that first game of the season last year that you could tell that the improvement was there. Some balls 15, 20 yards downfield, some balls to the sideline, some of those out routes, some of those comeback routes. It He looked better, and that's why it was so unfortunate for him to go down with the injury because we really don't know. You would think that Kentucky last year with a healthy Terry Wilson would have beaten Mississippi State, would have beaten South Carolina if they would have had those options. Even with what they did with Lynn Bowden down the stretch, you felt like they were – to you in week two after the Eastern Michigan game and be like, man, this offense has got some options. I mean, you had the it running does. game going so well with Smoke. Rodriguez wasn't even a factor at that point because he fumbled twice against Toledo. But you had Wagner. You, you saw Keaton Upshaw start to come on. I mean, Lee Allen Daly was, was Terry's guy on third down there for a yeah. while. It, it had the makings of potentially of, I think, probably easily Eddie Grant's best offense. And, you know, we, we asked him about Bryce Oliver. And that's a guy, Derek, that if I were picking a breakout player at this point, just going off what everything that we've heard from everybody, I think Bryce Oliver probably should be the pick for everyone because you don't hear that name mentioned that often and not pay attention to it because it's been multiple people now that's been praising him. And he was a guy in the spring game two years ago, Derek, that looked really good. He made some really good catches early in the season too. I mean, it's it's a guy that if there's a guy you're expecting to break out and go to another level – He'd be my pick. I I totally agree. I mean, I, I love Alan Daly too. I think his physicality and you know he's not really a burner, but he's going to be a good possession guy. Um, that's the weird thing about that room. I, not really weird. It's just unknown. They're not young. I mean, yeah, it's like they're not young. You got guys daily third year in Thomas Ollie four years into the program. Like these are guys who are familiar with the offense. They've been around. Last year throws everything off whenever you have to be relegated to blocking the whole time but they were unselfish did that they came back this year and I think you're going to see them rewarded with a I think all those guys are going to contribute in different ways this season and you you sort of teased the AP poll a second ago and I meant to get into that so Kentucky as it stands I think it would be what 34th in the AP poll according to votes uh Derek they included nine teams that aren't playing college football this season were you surprised that the voters went ahead and threw those teams in there. And when it comes down to that, why would they do that? Is it for bonuses or something like that, for being ranked in preseason polls? Um, well, I read the AP story, and they wanted for this first vote, they wanted the voters to rank the teams as they thought it would have been if everybody was playing. So they wanted a true snapshot of the preseason. Um, and I did read that whenever those games start, those teams will be – obviously they'll be taken out because they won't yeah. be playing. But they, they just wanted – I think just for history's sake, they wanted to have uh, an ideal look at what this would have been like. And even I think even a pre-pandemic year, I think just a normal year. And that's why they did that. But I think on the, on the radio last night I was on uh, Big Blue Insider, and I think Aaron Gershon said that they would be – Kentucky would be 22nd. If you take it all – I might be wrong on that number. They'll be in the top 25, though, once – I don't know if that's going to happen after week one or what, but they'll be ranked. If, if that's the case, they'll be in the somewhere in the 20s, I think. Yeah, well, if you take out the nine teams that are in there, they'd at least be in the poll at 25. And and there's an 
arguably they probably should be in the poll, Derek. I mean, I, I feel like that it's a top 25 team given their offensive line, the running back production, all they return on defense. It shouldn't take them long if they have some early success to possibly find themselves in top 20, top 15. If they win that game at Auburn to start the year, they could have a huge jump, and you get those yeah. two games after that. I mean, they, they've they've got a good opportunity here to put themselves in that top 15 mix with a good start to the season. And, man, BBN would be buzzing if that happens. And if that happens, that probably means Terry Wilson's off to a good start. And I don't think there's a guy, Terry, that I would personally I'm pulling for harder than Terry Wilson. I want to see him have a solid year. He deserves it for everything he's gone through. It's his time. I think for him, I mean – Bigger career out of high school and went to Oregon, happened to get beat out by a first-round pick, the top-ten pick, Justin Herbert. Goes to JUCO, comes to UK, and it seemed like last year was finally going to be his chance. To, I mean, it was clearly his room. Gunnar Hoke had transferred. There was really no other viable options. They had to pick up Sawyer Smith off the grad transfer wire. And it was unfortunate what happened. It's sad anytime somebody gets hurt, but for it to happen the way it did in the second week of the season right before, you know, UK is about to play Florida the next week. I mean, it was, it was tough and motivation is not going to be any kind of, any kind of thing to worry about. Not only for for Terry, but for anybody right now on UK's uh, sidelines. Oh yeah. They're definitely not lacking chip on the shoulder. I think that's going to be the model. Might be the last year Stoops to use that, by the way. (laughs) It could be. If they do what they think they can do and what they believe they can do, it, this is it. They yeah. will. They might start this. Well, now, they're going to lose a lot of production stuff in, in certain places, but just the way they've recruited and the way that they develop, it's it's very solid. Chris Doring, when we had him on here a couple of weeks ago, that was his thing, was his development. And then Cole Kubik said the same thing about the development of Kentucky. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed this interview with Terry Wilson. This is something we're going to do a lot more of. We'll have some football guys on. Uh, maybe even some of the coaches on at some point, Derek. I know that's something that we've discussed. But as always, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you Friday. 